0: New York Giants General Manager Joe Shane has some big decisions to make in the coming week regarding this roster. What are they and what makes the most sense? All of that and more on today's Locked On Giants podcast coming your way next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of the Locked On Giants podcast is brought to you by Prize Go to prizepicks.com slash locked NFL and use promo code locked NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. I'm Patricia Traynor, P. Train, your host. Happy Friday to everybody. We made it through another week. And this weekend, of course, is Giants, Jets, the Battle of the Big Apple. We've been talking about it all week. But on today's episode of the Locked on Giants podcast, we're going to kind of spin ahead a little bit because general manager Joe Shane, head coach Brian Dable, they have some decisions they need to make coming up before uh, the end of the month, such as who to trade, for example, if they're going to make any trades at all, such as certain roster transactions, which we'll talk about, and how they move forward with this roster regarding who they have or who they plan to keep. So we're going to talk about all of that on today's program. I've got some salary cap updates for you, all the good stuff, as always. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day, or if you watch on YouTube, your first watch of the day. Let's jump into it. Okay, let's go. All right, first up, trades. The NFL trade deadline is October 31st, so it is coming up Halloween on all dates, right? So as I record this, it's the 26th, so five days away. As you view it, it'll be four days away. So it's next Tuesday, 4 o'clock is the deadline. And the, uh, the question I get, you know, obviously is, What will the Giants do? Will they make a trade? Will they stand pat? You know, will they have a fire sale? Are they gonna just, you know, be modest? What do I think they're gonna do? Folks, you know, a lot of you know people think that it's gonna depend on what they do against the Jets this weekend. If they win the game, then maybe they keep everybody. If they don't, maybe they move on. Folks, I'm not so sure about that. And here's why I say that. I went and I looked up the Giants cap space on over the cap. New York has 1.394 million in cap space remaining, okay? That's to get them through the rest of the season. And I'm telling you right now, it's not enough, not by a long shot. So you almost kind of think that a trade has to happen. There's gonna be at least one trade because they're going to need to open up some cap space. And if they can do like what they did a few years ago when they traded Damon Harrison to the Lions, and I think they got a fifth-round pick in, in re- return for that, it's better than nothing, all right? So that being said, in looking at the most likely guy to be traded, and there there are a few, but I'll, I'll mention who I think is the most likely guy to be traded. Um... I think it could be defensive tackle Leonard Williams. All right, Leonard Williams has the 18 million base salary. So if you divide that by 17, it comes to to uh, 1.058 million per week. If they were to swing a trade and get the acquiring team to take the remaining part of his base salary off their books, they'd be looking at a 9.529 million cap savings. Now, right now, the only teams with that kind of space that can afford Williams straight up would be the Raiders, Titans, Cardinals, Bengals, Cleveland, and 49ers. So if the Giants were to move Leonard Williams, I think what they would have to do is they would have to split the difference in his salary. So in other words, um, they would have to split, take on, uh, there would be nine weeks left. So the Giants would have to take about half of, whatever the savings would be, which is the $9.529 million. They would have to maybe take on half of that, which would lower their savings to about 4.5 and some change. All right, so that would also open up the possibility for other teams to maybe get in um, if they were interested in Williams. You would have uh, the Chargers, Chicago, Indianapolis, Green Bay, Carolina, Minnesota, and Seattle. If you're the Giants, I mean, it's pretty clear, I think, that the Giants are probably not going to re-sign Leonard Williams. And wouldn't it be something, you know, you think back a few years ago, the Giants acquired Williams from the Jets um, at the trade deadline. And wouldn't it be something if they end up moving him at the trade deadline? So it was kind of a, a similar situation where they split the the Williams' salary, I think at the time he was on his option year, of his rookie deal. They split that salary. <clears throat> excuse me, and then they um, they basically got him for cheap. So that's something I think we need to keep an eye on uh, moving forward. Will Leonard Williams be moved? And we'll talk a little bit a little later on in the program about the youth movement. But that's the guy that I would keep an eye on for potential trade. Okay, a couple other uh, one other name I'll give you. And by the way, Saquon Barkley is not getting traded. I mean, Joe Shane would have to get a deal that would knock his socks off to move Saquon Barkley, and they've already told him that they're not moving him. But uh, other, uh, another guy, um, you know, I know Adoree Jackson has been mentioned as a possibility, but a guy who keeps flying under the radar, and I don't think is getting mentioned enough as a potential trade target, Paris Campbell, wide receiver. He's healthy. He's, he's a speedster. The Giants really don't have a use for him in this offense, you know, because they're swinging over to the youth movement. Paris Campbell has $2 million in incentives. Um, and if those incentives are not met, that comes back to the Giants in the form of a cap credit. Uh, if you could trade Paris Campbell for a day three pick to a receiver needing a, a, a I'm sorry, to a team needing a receiver, why wouldn't you? He doesn't have a long-term future with his team. And like I said, I'm not sure where he fits in. They never really defined a role for him. So I would guess, and, you know, look, Paris Campbell's been a great addition to the locker room. His teammates like him, but I would guess, you know, if you were prioritizing what the Giants might do as far as trades, Paris Campbell would probably be maybe a little easier to move than, say, a Leonard Williams. Might an Adoree Jackson be on the block? Well, Adoree's got that neck injury going on. That could complicate things. You know, but Adoree's another guy who was in the final year of his contract and who I don't think has a long-term future with this team. But because he's got that neck injury, might be a little hard for the Giants to move him. So the two guys I would say keep an eye on are Paris Campbell, and Leonard Williams. If the Giants can move those two guys, they basically have guys that can step in for those, you know, for those two. It's not like, you know, they would be missing a whole lot. So, just something to keep an eye on there. And um look, again, the Giants only have 1.394 million in cap space, which is the lowest amount in the league. It's not going to be enough to get them through the rest of the year. So they're going to have to make some kind of move to clear cap space, which is why I think there will be some kind of trade. What that trade is, we'll, we'll find out if the Giants do it. But I don't see any other way other than you know restructuring contracts, which they've already done. You know They've restructured Daniel. Um, I, I, I just don't know where else they can restructure at this point because I think they've tapped out. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, And of course, if the Giants do make a trade, we will have an emergency podcast if we need to, uh, to cover all that for you. So, all right, coming up next, the Giants have a looming decision that they need to make that really nobody's talking about, but we really need to be talking about. And that's at quarterback. And no, it's not what you think. What is it? Stick around and I'll tell you. Hey, Giant fans, snap into NFL action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. If you think the underdog Giants can beat the point spread for a third week in a row, then go for it. Or maybe you're feeling good about Saquon Barkley of the Giants and Brees Hall of the Jets combining for over 200 rushing yards this weekend. Hey, whatever you like, whatever you prefer, FanDuel lets you bet on it. So go ahead, visit fanDuel.com slash to get started. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, everybody, welcome back to Locked On Giants. I'm your host, Patricia Train on P Train. And just real quick, folks. There's not going to be Locked on Giants Live this week. And I do apologize, but um, my schedule is such this week. It's kind of crazy. So I'm unfortunately not going to be able to do a live broadcast. I know it stinks. I I like doing the live broadcast with Tana and, and Dog. But we will look to resume them the following week. I promise you um, we'll look to resume them. It's just one of those things that I can't kind of manipulate out of. So uh, I hope you're not too disappointed with me. But um, anyway, uh, for my blue community members, a.k.a. the formerly known as the subtexters, um, I'll have a couple videos for you this weekend. Um, So if you're listening, get your questions in. You have the instructions on what to do. And for those of you who aren't familiar with um, the blue community or, you know, as as I call it, you know, or the subtext community, You can find information on how to try it out free for 14 days. That's in the show notes. So check that out if you are interested. We've got a nice little community growing, and I'm actually enjoying uh, interacting one on one with everybody. So um, hopefully, you'll consider joining us. All right. The Giants have a decision to make at quarterback. And no, folks, I'm not going there. I'm not talking about a quarterback controversy. I've covered that topic already. I've made my feelings known. Whether you agree or disagree, that's fine. But there's another angle to this story that nobody's really talking about and we need to discuss. It's a what-if scenario, but again, it needs to be discussed. What if Daniel Jones, who, by the way, this week in practice, has still not yet been cleared for contact? Now, we know head coach Brian Dable, has said that Daniel will be the starter when he comes back, therefore ending any potential controversy that might have existed. But what happens if he's not cleared for contact going into next week? Then what? Here's why I bring this up. The Giants, right now, I would say Daniel's probably not going to play against the Jets, which would mean the Giants would have to elevate Tommy DeVito a third time. And if you recall the rules of the practice squad, you can only elevate a guy three times without having to expose him to waivers. So if they have to elevate another quarterback or add another quarterback the following week when they play the Raiders, guess what? Now they have to probably sign somebody to the 53-man roster, which necessitates now making room on the 53-man roster, which is where, you know, the trade could potentially come in. You know, if they trade a player, now they have an opening, and they could easily sign a quarterback if they need to without having to necessarily put Daniel Jones on IR if he is not clear. All right, so um, here's what the Giants are looking at uh, from a cap perspective if they have to sign somebody. Obviously, the the uh, logical answer would be to bring up DeVito. Right, Devito um, is a rookie. Probably won't cost them much. Now the Giants, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, they worked out Matt Barkley and Ian Book. Barkley is in his seventh; would be in his seventh year. His base salary, his minimum base salary, would be one point one six five million. So you would d- have to divide that by nine. Um, I'm sorry, divide that by seventeen, and then multiply that figure by nine to figure out what he would cost. On the cap the rest of the way. Book is a one-year veteran, so his minimum salary would be eight hundred and seventy thousand. So again, divide that by 17 and then multiply that figure by nine, and that's his salary the rest of the way. So the Giants, like I said, if, if Daniel Jones is not cleared for contact by next week, the Giants are gonna have to add a quarterback. And that's why I'm just wondering if, you know they trade somebody you know do they have a trade in the works uh, that they're talking to somebody about regardless by the way of what happens with uh, this weekend's game against the Jets win or lose you know so if they're able to move somebody then like I said they can they now have an opening that they can slide a a guy on there and they don't have to put Daniel Jones on IR you know because a lot of you have said why haven't they put Daniel Jones on IR at this point point?" You know, if he's going to be missing his third game, what would have been another game? Daniel can still practice. He's limited, can't do anything with teamwork that would put him at risk for, you know, um, contact, but he can still practice. So the decision was kind of made to not put him on IR right away, even though when he suffered that neck injury, I think a lot of us figured Daniel would miss multiple games. Because neck injuries, as I've said before, you know, I'm dealing with one myself. They can take a while to heal. So, you know, the Giants are going to probably have to make a decision. Now, Daniel this week, when he spoke to the media, said that he was kind of a quote-unquote week-to-week thing, all right? Unlike any previous reports of him being day-to-day, which everybody kind of knew wasn't the case. So this week, I'm thinking, no, Daniel, he's going to be inactive again. It's going to be Tyrod Taylor. Next week, we'll have to see where he is at. Um, I don't uh, want to predict because I don't know exactly what he's dealing with. I don't know how he is feeling. Everybody is different. You know, some of you have commented um, on previous uh, podcasts in the comments section on YouTube that it looked like it was whiplash. And uh, certainly it did look like that. But again, I don't want to diagnose anything because uh, apparently where Daniel's having the pain based on what we know is on the left side of his body. So whether that pain is traveling down his arm, creating numbness, you know, is it a stinger or a burner or whatever they call it? It could be. Is it a pinched nerve? I mean, who knows? Only the doctors and Daniel Jones know what exactly he has, but, um, yeah, I, I think the Giants, you know, if Jones isn't cleared by next week, they're going to have to do something at quarterback because they cannot keep elevating. They could risk it, I suppose, if they wanted to maybe expose Tommy DeVito to waivers, but I just think that's really not a risk that they should take. I think at that point, just add a quarterback, to the roster especially if you trade somebody and you have an opening on your roster just add them you could always cut them later on um, if you need to but uh, assuming of course you don't sign somebody off of somebody's practice squad um, at which point you would have to keep them on your roster for i think three or four weeks but uh, certainly they can look to to add if they need to if daniel is not ready to go all right coming up next we're going to talk about the youth movement and whether or not we will see it as soon as after uh, this weekend's game. So don't go anywhere. Hey, Giant fans, if you're looking for a fun and different way to play fantasy football this season, you need to check out prize picks. Just pick two or more players, predict their stats, and then sit back and see how they perform. It takes less than 60 seconds to make an entry, and best of all, you can turn a few bucks into some nice cash with the right projections. Price Picks is the number one daily fantasy sports app known for its quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and wide selection of player and stat types. And they offer weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday, when every Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to give you even more value. So what are you waiting for? Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and that promo code is locked on NFL for your first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Hey, Giant fans. So between my work here on the Locked on Giants podcast, my writing over on Giants Country, and being at on site at East Rutherford to bring you all the latest and greatest Giants coverage. I just don't have the time to get to the grocery store to make sure that my fridge is full. Luckily, I don't have to thanks to DoorDash. With DoorDash, I get everything I want when I need it delivered straight to my door for my go-to's, like BJ's and Wegmans. You know, for years, I've also trusted DoorDash to deliver freshly made meals from my favorite restaurants, and they've never let me down. And now that they've added grocery delivery to their offering, it's been a game changer. DoorDash has thousands of grocery stores to choose from, so you're sure to find one that's in your neighborhood that's right for you. You'll get what you ordered or they'll make it right. And you can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a no delivery fee on eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. Now for a limited time, you can get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20 when you use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum, subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNFL, terms apply. Again, that app is DoorDash. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Giants podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Trana Thank you so much for joining us and a happy Friday again to everybody. Appreciate you making us your first listener of the day or if you watch on YouTube, your first watch of the day. And on this segment, you know, the Giants... We've been talking about some of the decisions that general manager Joe Shane has to make. Brian Dable is going to have to make some decisions as well. All right. So as we all know, the Giants face the Jets this weekend at MetLife Stadium. If the Giants lose to the Jets, they will fall to two and six on the year. Now, remember, last year's record, they were nine, seven and one, and they were able to get into the playoffs with that record. For the Giants to basically, you know, if they fall to two and six, the odds of them matching last year's record go down significantly. I mean, it's possible that they could go on a run, but, you know, you never want to say never. But let's be realistic. They've got a couple against the Eagles who right now are the cream of the crop. Um, one more against Dallas. Um, so th- there are a couple of tough games left on the schedule. And uh, it's conceivable that the Giants' record will end up worse than last year's. So that being said, if you're Brian Dable, what do you do if you lose to the Jets? In terms of, do you stay the course and just say, look, we're going to keep on rolling as we've been rolling? Or do you say to yourself, okay, let's look at the future. Let's get some of these younger guys that we haven't seen a whole lot of into games and see what we got with them. I think we potentially see a mix. Okay. So some of the guys, you know, we've seen Trey Hawkins, for example, who has taken 52% of the defensive snaps. You could potentially see him seeing, seeing even more snaps over a Dory Jackson, who, as I mentioned before, is dealing with a neck injury. Um, if he's not in the future plans, why not get Hawkins in there more and play a dory, you know, once he's healthy as a spot player. Some other guys who haven't really um, gotten uh, a lot of snaps. Jalen Hyatt, whose snaps are increasing. Um, he's at 49% for the year. Uh, those, that number's going to go up, obviously, because this young man is, is really, you know, a, a talent that needs to be on the field. Um, I had an article on him, by the way, over on Giants Country. If you want to check that out, some guys who we haven't seen a whole lot of. Um, Dane Belton, safety, has only played in eighteen percent of the defensive snaps. Right, so if Xavier McKinney, for example, is not in your future plans, maybe you start working Belton in there. Or if you if you're not gonna if you're gonna move on from Jason Pinnock after this year, again. Maybe see what you got in Belton, who hasn't looked that bad when he's been in the lineup. Um, DJ Davidson and Jordan Riley. Uh, Riley's played in 20% of the defensive snaps. Davidson, 23%. If the Giants move on from Leonard Williams, you know, via trade, obviously, you, you try and plug one of those guys in there. Or even if you don't move on from Leonard Williams, do you maybe look to up those guys' snaps? So there's going to be some decisions that this team is going to need to make and I'm not suggesting by the way that they tank. I want to make that perfectly clear. I think you have to still compete, you know? Um but that being said, you don't want to wait to see what you have, you know? If if you're if you know that your your season, your odds of making the playoffs are are not that great, I mean, why not see what you have? With these young guys i mean for all you know maybe they're better than what you have been trotting out there all along so again it's a little different than suggesting that they flat out tank because to suggest they flat out tank just means throw up the white flag and don't even try and i think back to what joe shane said um when he first came here he said that we can build and compete at the same time and i think this would be a good Instance of that, that of them being able to build and compete um, with uh, their young guys. See what they have, so that come the off season, they know exactly what they have to get, both in terms of the draft and in free agency. Because you know, you're not you're never going to learn about these guys if you just you know have them sitting on the inactive list, or if they're not getting on the field. So I do think that that is a decision. That you know, if the Giants should lose to the Jets, fall to that you know two and six record, I could see that maybe starting to to flip in that direction. Um, now, if the Giants beat the Jets, obviously you know the the flicker of hope is still alive that maybe they can get a run. Um, but still, I would at that point pick and choose where I might look to maybe evaluate further some of these younger guys so I'm curious to see how Brian Dable handles that Uh, but I do think we're going to start to see maybe some of these younger guys get integrated more into the mix especially as they gain you know confidence and experience with what they're doing and whether it pays off well we'll just have to see All right, everybody, that's going to do it for me on today's episode of Locked on Giants. As always, thank you for making us your first listen of the day, or if you watch on YouTube, your first watch of the day. We'll be back on Monday with a review of the Giants-Jets game. Hopefully it'll be a happy review. Um, And then, of course, to my blue crew, I will answer your questions on a video, which I'll drop probably on Saturday and, um, you know, the usual content that you that you've come to expect from the uh, subtext communities, a.k.a. the Blue Crew is what we're going to call it going forward. So check that out. And again, for those of you who want information on joining the Blue Crew, check it out in the show notes. It's all there for you. All right, everybody, I'm Patricia I Have a great weekend, everybody, and I will see you on Monday.